The summer is officially almost over, with the fall season soon to begin. This past weekend was a prime example of that, as I went to the California Brewers Festival, in where I had a great experience, enjoying great craft beer and good beer community. Then on Sunday, there was NFL Week 2, with a lot of action and drama in the NFL season. How was it? Let's talk about it. But first, though. Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this edition of Brew Stilled, I'll be recapping week 2 of the 2022 NFL season, which, just like last week, was another wacky, wild, and dramatic action-packed weekend in the NFL. But before I recap last weekend's NFL action, the day before that on Saturday, the California's Brews Festival was in full swing, and I had an excellent experience at the California's Brews Festival in Discovery Park here in Sacramento, California. It was by far an excellent experience with amazing weather, good people, and excellent craft beer from around Sacramento and beyond. The amount of breweries was fantastic with a very great selection of craft beers ranging from IPAs, Pilsners, Lagers, and excellent stout beers as you go into the fall season. It was an amazing experience also with live music, a live auction, and great food trucks from around Sacramento. I had this waffle cone from Bubble Cone, which is by far an amazing food to have with craft beer. So, if you're at a craft beer festival, and you have a chance to try Bubble Cone, be sure to do so because it pairs well with any craft beer at a craft beer festival. The Running for Rep Foundation, who I profiled recently here in Brewer's Sealed, held the festival known as California Brewers Festival at Discovery Park, a great venue for any craft beer festival. Amongst the beers I had were from Log Off Brewing, Sacrament Brewing, Bike Dog Brewing, along with Great Notion Brewing, just to name a few. And also, this is not the final beer festival that Running for Rep will be holding here in Sacramento for 2022. As on October 22nd, the Running for Rhett Foundation will be holding their inaugural Farm to Fort Beer Festival, which will be held inside Sutter's Fort here in Sacramento, California on October 22nd. And tickets are still available. So do check that out Farm to Fort from Running for Rhett here in Sacramento, California, which will be held inside Sutter's Fort in Sacramento, California on October 22nd. Tickets, including general mission and VIP, are still available. So do check that out. Farm to Fort, the beer festival for many for Rhett, here in Sacramento, California, on October 22nd. I did buy a VIP ticket for this event, and I can't wait to attend it, and I can't wait to recap it for y'all here in Brew Stilled. Now, it's time for the recap NFL Week 2 of the 2022 NFL season, but first still, what beer am I pairing for this week's NFL action before I recap Week 2 of the 2022 NFL season? Well, that beer is called AstroTurf Wars, from Wiley Roots Brewing Company in Greenlee, Colorado. This beer called AstroTurf Turf Wars is an imperial double IPA that is also pretty hazy, which is brewed as mosaic and motuka hops. It really does have a nice, fruity, hazy flavor to it with an excellent hazy coloring, with excellent can art as well. By far an excellent product of the Colorado beer scene. It has an ABV 8.5% in a 16-ounce can. And it really does fit the theme of NFL football. You know, football players do play an astroturf in some cases, and there's always a lot of rivalries and conflict in NFL football, which we definitely did see in this past week in the NFL. And this beer called Astroturf Wars from Wiley Roots Brewing Company is by far a classic example for a beer that fits that occasion. It's a double imperial IPA you definitely want to check out. That definitely has an excellent flavor and a nice hazy coloring to it. And that beer is called Astroturf Wars from Wiley Roots Brewing Company in Greenlee, Colorado. Dude, 
do. Check it out. So now let's go ahead and recap this past weekend's NFL action, NFL Week 2 of the 2022 NFL season. Just like last week, it was another weekend of wackiness, unpredictable moments, and some drama which occurred between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which led to two players being ejected from the game, including Mike Evans, wide receiver from Tampa Bay, which I'll get to later. First on my list is the Thursday night game that occurred between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, which was a very key AFC West matchup between these two rivals in the AFC West, which right now is the most intriguing division in the NFL. The end result was a victory for Kansas City by a score of 27, with the Chargers having to score 24. Kansas City edged out the Chargers in this game by 3 points, so this game could have easily gone in a different direction had things have gone differently which really does make me wonder what it might have been if Justin Herbert did not have his ribcage injury. In this game, quarterback Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers, which I do believe might be the NFL MVP for this season if his injury does not get in the way, could have led the Chargers to a victory had the injury not occurred. Despite that though, he did play through the injury and he played quite well at the same time, but it wasn't enough to defeat the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who right now are 2-0 in this season and also lead in the AFC West as a division leader. It was a very good game, a lot of action, and a lot of good plays, with Patrick Mahomes dominating the game as the quarterback. But to highlight the game along with that was Justin Herbert, who is now day-to-day -day with the ribcage injury. So right now we do not know if Justin Herbert will play in week 3, he is now listed as day today. But I do believe he will come back in the season. I don't know if he's going to play in week 3, but do not rule out Justin Herbert just yet. He has been demonstrated to be a warrior quarterback and a valuable asset and leader for the Los Angeles Chargers, which he definitely do need in the AFC West. As for Kansas City, Kansas City proves themselves to be a main rival for the Buffalo Bills in terms of dominating the AFC. Just how far will Kansas City go in this year's NFL season that there remains to be seen, but this game was a key victory for the Chiefs, not only in the AFC and for the season, but in the wild AFC West. And it was another key victory for Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback. Next up on the list I have, New England Patriots defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very close game, but also low scoring matchup by a score of 17 for New England, while Pittsburgh had 13 points. Had Pittsburgh had T.J. Watt in this game, who right now is an injured reserve, that game might have gone a completely different direction in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But despite that though, New England won the game with 17 points, and Pittsburgh having 13. But it's also very much a low scoring game. It was not the most exciting game to watch. The game was played in Pittsburgh, so it's also home loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But also a key victory for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And also for Mac Jones, a quarterback for the New England Patriots, he threw for 252 yards, had one touchdown, but also one interception. For Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback for the Steelers, he had 168 yards, one touchdown, and also one interception. This game was not the most exciting game to watch. There definitely were better games out there, but also does show that New England isn't out just yet, because if they lost this game and went 0-2, it definitely would have placed New England in a very bad position, not only the AFC East, but also the entire NFL season. But for now though, New England has a win, their first win of the season, and we'll see how they do in Week 3. As for Pittsburgh, how long would they stay with Mitch Trubisky, and should they consider making a quarterback change just in time for Week 3? Next up on the list is Tampa Bay and New Orleans, which was also another low-scoring
high-scoring game, but I do believe the fight that occurred in this game played a key role in motivating Tom Brady and Tampa Bay to win this game. The score is 3-3 in a tie for both teams when this fight did occur, but afterwards, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay went on to win this game by a score of 20-10, which now places Tom Brady and Tampa Bay 2-0 in the NFL and also leading the NFC South, which is also a key victory over their divisional rival, the New Orleans Saints. But also, but it could also have been more points for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay in this game. Mike Evans being ejected probably played a key role in that, but despite that, though, he won the game despite the Mike Evans ejection, but also I definitely expected Tom Brady and Tampa Bay to win this game, but I also expected him to score more points and put more points on the board, which didn't happen. So it does raise the question, and that is, is Tampa Bay starting to slow down, and if so, will that continue to build up and cost them later in the season? But also for the New Orleans Saints, where do they go from here after this loss in Week 2? Because right now, Tampa Bay is the leader in the NFC South. Can the New Orleans Saints change that? We'll see what happens in Week 3. When it comes to another close game, the New York Jets defeated the Cleveland Browns in a very close game that came down to the very last minute. The end result of that game was a score of 31 for the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns by a score of 30 which resulted in a one-point victory for the New York Jets, which came down to the last minute. At first, I thought the Browns were going to win this game. They definitely should have won this game, but in the end, they screwed it up, allowing for the New York Jets to get their first win of the season by a score of 31 and the Browns 30. But just like other NFL games that occurred this weekend, this game could have gone an easily different direction in favor of the Cleveland Browns, who right now are 1-1 in this year's NFL season. As for the New York Jets... They're also 1-1, one one, but they're also in the AFC East, a very tough division to be in, so I don't believe the New York Jets will advance much farther in this year's season as they're not there just yet. The Detroit Lions also held off the Washington Commanders in a game that was very close as well, with the final score Detroit 36 and Washington Commanders 27. Detroit was dominating this game for quite a long time in this game, and there was a late comeback from the Washington Commanders, which the Detroit Lions held off in order to win the game by that score of 36, and Washington 27. So Detroit Lions are now 1-1 one one in this year's NFL season. It gives them a key win in this year's NFL season over NFC East team. Now, if things have gone differently last week, the Detroit Lions would be 2-0, but right now they're 1-1, and, and they're also going in the right direction does appear so, and also Dan Campbell continues to be a formidable coach and leader for the Detroit Lions, as right now the Lions are 1-1. One one. But also, it was a very good game offensively for the Detroit Lions, with Jared Goff scoring four touchdown passes. So will this continue for Detroit Lions going forward, with Jared Goff as their quarterback, but also with Jared Goff continue to have such games by scoring several touchdowns per game, such as the four he scored in this game, will Jared Goff continue to have similar games going forward in this year's NFL season. If so, could very well make the Detroit Lions a very formidable offensive minded team that could very well make it to the playoffs later this season. Another game that was very close as well, but also very exciting, and one of the more exciting games in this year's season was the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. This game is played in Miami, a home game for the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins won this game 
by a score of 42 and the Baltimore Ravens having 38. This game also came down to the wire. It was very much an exciting game that I thought was going to go into overtime. But in the end, the Miami Dolphins, led by Tua, overcame the Baltimore Ravens by winning this game by a score of 42 over the Baltimore Ravens, 38 points. A very key victory for the Miami Dolphins, as they're now 2-0, which if it continues, they could very well be a main rival for the Buffalo Bills, who they will face in Week 3 down in Miami. But as for the Baltimore Ravens, this is not a loss they needed. They have several situations going on, particularly with Lamar Jackson. So how will the Baltimore Ravens move forward after this loss to the Miami Dolphins? We'll see how they rebound in Week 3. And my beloved Dallas Cowboys had a key win over the Cincinnati Bengals, which ended in a field goal at the last minute, kicked by the Dallas Cowboys, which gave them the win over the Bengals by a score of 20-17 in a game played in Dallas. This is indeed a key victory for the Dallas Cowboys, as right now Dak Prescott is out for at least 8 weeks. So the main goal right now for the Dallas Cowboys is to keep winning because right now Dak Prescott is out for a few weeks. With Cooper Rush as a backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, who definitely did show that he is indeed a good backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. So right now the main goal for the Cowboys is, is to keep winning until Dak Prescott comes back. As long as the Cowboys keep winning, and as long as they have enough wins when Dak Prescott does return, the Cowboys will remain contenders in the NFC East, which right now is being led by the New York Giants who are right now 2-0. But as long as the Dallas Cowboys win, just in time for Dak Prescott to come back from injury, they could very well turn the tide and win the NFC East and make it back to the playoffs. So good win for the Cowboys, but for the Bengals, just like the Ravens, this is not a loss the Bengals needed. They're now 0-2 and probably dead last in the AFC North. But also, what happened to this offensive line that the Bengals redeveloped in the offseason? I'll get to more of that later because right now that offensive of line for the Bengals was why they lost this game. The next game I got on the list is the Sunday night game between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers, which was a good game for Aaron Rodgers, and where the Green Bay Packers defeated Chicago Bears by a score of 27-10. This was a key victory for the Packers. They definitely had to win this game over the divisional rival in Green Bay, and they did that indeed, with Aaron Rodgers guiding the Packers to a key victory on a Sunday night game by winning this game by a score of 27-10. I thought Chicago Bears were going to win this game because the Packers do have issues with their new wide receivers and there definitely were times early in this game where Aaron Rodgers definitely did look irritated on the field. But despite that though, he guided the Packers to a victory in where Aaron Rodgers scored two touchdown passes. But issues do still linger for the Green Bay Packers, but right now it does appear they're in the process of getting those resolved as right now the Packers won a key divisional matchup on Sunday night. And as for Chicago Bears, this is not a loss they needed. They lost a the game they very well could have won. So I do wonder where Chicago Bears go from here. They can't keep losing these games. They have a new head coach, and Justin Fields is now getting more adjusted to the NFL. But will the Chicago Bears ever get their groove back by also overtaking their key rival, the Green Bay Packers? We shall see how the Chicago Bears do going forward for the remainder of the NFL season, which right now has plenty of football left, with this just being week two of the 2022 NFL season. So that throws my highlights of week two of the 2022 NFL season. So here are my questions that I generated at the end of week two of the 2022 NFL season. First on the list is, will Kansas City remain as a dominant team in the AFC 
AFC West. Right now, it does appear to be so because right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, are indeed dominating AFC West, and they're also a contender in the AFC Conference. So we shall see how the Kansas City Chiefs do for the remainder of the season, but I definitely do see them winning for a few more games before having their first loss. Because right now, they're dominating their opponents. Patrick Mahomes, although it's only week two, is definitely having a great season. Because right now, he is a man on a mission, and I definitely do believe this mission mindset and Patrick Mahomes will be the key asset for the Kansas City Chiefs in this year's NFL season. I definitely do see the Chiefs winning their division and being a main rival for the Buffalo Bills in this year's NFL season when it comes to the AFC Conference. So I definitely don't know when they'll lose their first game. I do not see that happening anytime soon because right now the Kansas City Chiefs are on a roll. But things could change in the AFC West. But right now the Chiefs are in the captain's chair. Question number two is, despite their narrow win over Pittsburgh, are the New England Patriots on a decline? It's too soon to tell, but the Patriots lost in week one. They won a close game in week two in a very much a low scoring game. They're definitely not dominating opponents. Week two's game against Pittsburgh could have gone in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers if things had gone differently. So right now I am not sold as New England being a team on the rise. I think they're probably a team on the decline. They are in the AFC East with Buffalo dominating that division and also the Miami Dolphins on the rise as New England Patriots lost to the Dolphins in week one. So are the New England Patriots, despite this close win, on a decline? It's too soon to tell because this is definitely a Bill Belichick team who is definitely the greatest coach of all time. But also, dynasties do fall with new dynasties yet to come in. So maybe New England is on a decline. I think it's too soon to tell, but definitely is trending that direction. So I definitely want to see what happens with the New England Patriots in week three and if they could show they could dominate an opponent in their week three NFL game. My third question is, is Tampa Bay the team to beat in the NFC? They are 2-0, but they also have lingering issues with injuries fights in the field, which I definitely don't think will happen again, but this is also a very close game with 3-3 three and three at first with the New Orleans Saints, only for Tampa Bay to win this game by dominating later in the game. But despite that though, is Tampa Bay still the team to beat in the NFC? I think yes, but how long they can maintain that? Is it sustainable? And is Tampa Bay going to be going back to Super Bowl in the season? They're definitely on a roll, but I do wonder if they can maintain that for a long period of time in this year's NFL season. But with Tom Brady as their quarterback they definitely had the leadership in place to make that happen but they may face more challenges than originally anticipated my next question is will the cleveland browns have enough wins when it's sean watson returns from suspension right now the cleveland browns are one and one they definitely needed this win over the new york jets which he suffered a late game collapse which is definitely surprising for the cleveland browns so right now the cleveland browns are one and one they must win in week three because right now the cleveland browns they have the potential to go to the playoffs but they need to win enough games by the time Deshaun Watson comes back from suspension. But also when Deshaun Watson comes back from suspension, we still don't know if Deshaun Watson will be effective from the very start when he comes back from suspension. So the Browns need to keep winning as many games as possible by the time Deshaun Watson comes back from suspension because having enough wins will definitely be beneficial for them and for Deshaun Watson after he comes back later in the season. But right now the Browns are one-on-one. Can he get another win in week three and beyond and have 
enough wins for Deshaun Watson when he comes back. Because if they do, the Browns could very well make it to the playoffs. But right now, that's all up in the air. The next team on the list is, can the Detroit Lions dominate opponents and maintain that dominance? The Detroit Lions right now are one-on-one. They lost a close game in Week 1, and they won a close game in Week 2. They're definitely dominating opponents, but also maintaining it is also a challenge. So can the Detroit Lions find a way to dominate opponents and maintain a dominance in NFL games without the threat of a collapse later in the game. I think the Detroit Lions could definitely do that. They're getting better on offense, and they also have better defensive talent as well in this year's NFL season. But right now, Detroit Lions need to find a way to maintain a dominance of an opponent in this year's NFL season. That is going to be the storyline I watch from them in Week 3, because the Detroit Lions need to dominate opponents if they're going to make it to the playoffs. Because they have the potential to do that, but they must maintain that dominance, which definitely comes from the defensive side of the ball for the Detroit Lions. So we shall see in week three if the Detroit Lions and their defense can dominate an opponent if they find themselves dominating somebody in week three in their next game, which will be against the Minnesota Vikings, a divisional rival. So the Vikings and the Lions will be a good game. It's also going to be a major game for the Lions as well, as you must win this game or the Vikings in order to gain a foothold in the NFC North. There's also the Miami Dolphins, who had that very close game and key victory over the Baltimore Ravens. So my question for the Dolphins is, will the Miami Dolphins continue to be a team on the rise? I think so. It's way too early to tell, but their major test is coming in Week 3 of the NFL season when they face off against the Buffalo Bills, in Miami. The Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins will be one of the games of the week for week three of the NFL season. Because right now the Miami Dolphins, they are a rising team, but that could also change in week three if they lose to the Buffalo Bills. So the Miami Dolphins, their first major test is coming to week three of the NFL season when they face off against division rival the Buffalo Bills. It's a must win for both teams, but also even more of a must win for the Miami Dolphins. Because right now they're a team that's getting a lot of attention and a lot of good attention as well. But you gotta maintain it, and they could very well maintain that against the Buffalo Bills by winning that game in week three. So we shall see in week three if the Miami Dolphins are indeed a team that is for real. And speaking of a team that is rising, let's talk about a team that is collapsing. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl last year representing the AFC. But this year, they are now 0-2. So are the Cincinnati Bengals encountering a Super Bowl hangover? And also, what happened to this new offensive line they developed in the offseason? The Bengals were supposed to be a great team in this year's NFL season, but right now they're not showing that as they're 0-2, they lost a close game to the Dallas Cowboys in where Joseph Burrow was definitely sacked multiple times by the Dallas Cowboys defense because his offensive line with the Bengals was not getting the job done. And this is a whole new offensive line for the Bengals. But this year's offensive line, this so-called improved offensive line for the Bengals is definitely not doing very well. So if this does continue for the Bengals with this offensive line not performing up to standards and not protecting Joe Burrow in these games, it'll definitely have very dire consequences for the Bengals in the season. They may not even make it to the playoffs. It's that bad. I have no idea why this offensive line just can't get in order for these NFL games. The Bengals did a lot of work in this offensive line in the offseason to fix it in order to avoid last year's fiasco that the offensive line was, but it appears the Bengals are experiencing a repeat of last season with their offensive line while also experiencing a Super Bowl hangover. So the Bengals definitely need a win in week three because right now they're on the wrong track and on their way to Screwsville 
in the NFL. And speaking of an NFL team with a challenge, will Justin Herbert's injury be a major setback for the Los Angeles Chargers? Just like I mentioned earlier, Justin Herbert right now is day-to-day with the Chargers. But what if the Chargers need to keep Justin Herbert off the field for an extended period of time for him to recover from his injury? What kind of consequence will that have for the Chargers? Because right now the Chargers, even though they lost to the Chiefs in Week 2, they're right now the main rival for the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. But if Justin Herbert is going to be out for quite a while, that could very well prevent the Chargers from being a main contender for the Chiefs in the AFC West. It could also cost him a spot in the playoffs. So right now the main question is, is Justin Herbert's injury going to get worse? And will the injury hold him back in this season? It's too soon to tell, but it's a question to have right now, as Justin Herbert is right now listed as day today. We shall see what happens with the Chargers in Week 3, and if Justin Herbert is going to be starting for them in Week 3, when they face off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which should be a very good game. And with my next question, I'm staying in the AFC West, and that is, are the Las Vegas Raiders right now in a transition phase with a new coach and also new wide receiver, Devontae Adams? Right now, the Raiders are 0-2. They could easily be 2-0, but right now they lost their first two games in this year's NFL season. This is definitely not a good thing for the Raiders, and it's also not a good way to start the NFL season. So right now, the Raiders, they're dead last in their division, the AFC West, and they're also not in a very good spot in the AFC, and also the entire NFL season. So how will the Raiders do in week three of the NFL season? This is definitely a must-win week for them, for the Raiders, if they're going to try and get back into the season by being more competitive. In week three, the Raiders will face off against the Tennessee Titans, which will be a very formidable opponent for the Raiders, as you'll also play this game in Tennessee, which will be a home game for the Titans. So right now, the Raiders, they're facing a must-win situation because you got to win, and you got to win now in week three. They should be 2-0, but right now they're 0-2. But right now, it does appear the Raiders could be in a transition phase. Devontae Adams is being double-teamed on the field, and also right now, it does appear that Josh McDaniels is trying to find a way to work with this new NFL team. So we shall see how the Raiders do against the Titans in week three, because if the Raiders lose, it'll definitely be catastrophic. This now brings me to my final question, and that is, are the 49ers happy they kept Jimmy Garoppolo? Because right now, Trey Lance, with an ankle injury, suffered in week two, is now out for the entire season. And Jimmy Garoppolo came back in where he led the 49ers to a victory. So, should the 49ers be happy they kept Jimmy Garoppolo, I definitely say yes, because he definitely is their saving grace for the rest of the season. They tried to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo during the offseason. They made several attempts to do so, which definitely didn't work for the 49ers. But in the end, he's still with their team. He's a great backup quarterback, but now Jimmy Garoppolo went from being their backup to now being back to their starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers should definitely be happy they kept Jimmy Garoppolo, even though they tried to get rid of him. We shall see how the 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback for the rest of the season, but I definitely do believe the 49ers will make it back to the playoffs if they're able to overcome the Los Angeles Rams their divisional rival in the NFC West. But it could also lead to quarterback controversy at the end of the season, assuming Jimmy Garoppolo, if the 49ers do make it far into the season, and probably even make a deep postseason playoff run with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. It's too soon to tell, but right now Jimmy Garoppolo is back to being the starting quarterback for the 49ers, which really does open up an ironic twist of fate 
for this year's NFL season, and for the San Francisco 49ers. They should count their blessings, and they should very well be happy that even though they tried to get rid of him, that they held on to Jimmy Garoppolo. Because right now, Jimmy Garoppolo could be the key that gets the 49ers back into the playoffs, and maybe, just maybe, beyond. And that there shall wrap up my questions for NFL Week 2 for the 2022 season here in Brewers Stilled. We will see what happens in Week 3 for the 2022 NFL season, which by far has been off to a really great start with a lot of surprising games, twists and turns, and also drama. And that shall do for me on this edition of Brewers Stilled. Please do follow this podcast on Instagram at Brewers Stilled Podcast on Instagram. It's where you find photos of all the beers discussed here on this podcast. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast and please rate this podcast in your Zard Podcast directory as feedback is always appreciated. Please do go out there and enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.